welcome to Nation of Swindlers, Ramjack's Colonial Capers. Oh, hello everyone. Happy holidays. Uh, we're quickly approaching Thanksgiving, one of the best holidays ever. And of course, we're celebrating here on Ramjack in the best way we know how, with a casual episode. Leading up to it, of course. Casual. Casual. Listen, guys, it's, uh, listen, it's holiday times, all right? Listen, uh, uh, as we're recording this, Thursday is Veterans Day, uh, oh, a, a great banker's holiday, and also <laughs> a great holiday for, uh, uh, you know, maybe just maybe a little stolen valor. So celebrate that. <laughs> and of course, the next week, we're celebrating my birthday. So let's celebrate that. Then the next week, we'll be celebrating Thanksgiving. Basically, what I'm saying is, I got a lot of time off coming up. So uh, uh, we're doing a casual episode this week, all right? Deal with it. Yeah. Hmm. I forgot about Veterans Day. Oh, yeah. Um, Most people do. It's falls on a Thursday this year. I don't have it off. I know that hmm. part of our company does, because part of that is more associated with banking than the other. I'm chock full of meetings on Thursday. I'm going to be working, working, working. But you, friend, relaxing. Not a care in the world. Be laughing. Sleeping late. Sleeping late. Thieving that valor all day long. Sleeping late and stealing valor. <laughs> it's a wonderful Thursday. And we hope you enjoy it too, listener. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. We didn't. Even, I, I'm Alex. Uh, and joining us today on the podcast, as always, is our good friend Brad. Hello, citizens. Hello. So. I we've been trying to get into the holiday spirit here. Oh, obviously, of course, we watch the classics, mm-hmm. but we we've been trying to dip more into like the absurd Hallmark and Lifetime, and now I think everyone's getting on board of these low budget cheesy holiday movies. And there's a new one on Netflix that, in theory, you would like, but in execution, I f- I fear may fail most people. Ooh, uh, it's called Love Hard. It's on Netflix, Brad. Not a good title. It doesn't make sense, to be honest with you. It, I don't understand why they call it Love Hard, but anyway. Um, oh, okay, now I understand. Now that I say that out loud and remember, one of the running themes in it is they make references to Love Actually. So to them, instead of Love Actually, it's Love, comma, Hard. No, that, which is that's absolutely terrible. Dumb. That's stupid. You should. The title alone should tell you what you're getting into. Also, and I didn't pick up on that until well after the fact. I watched the movie days ago. Like, let's not reference Love Actually, because that's a movie that, like, we all enjoyed when it came out, but, like, ages worse every day. So, it is a movie that my wife and I watch every year, and it is not lost on us that it ages horribly. That's part of the part of, like, wincing every time something <laughs> happens. You're like, so ugh. Bad. Like... It's wild what a change that movie's made, like, in such a short period of time. Beyond even, like, the content and what's appropriate to put in and what, you know, it's the concepts of relationships. And that one creepy dude with the signs wasn't right to begin with. Um, The fashions as well are all over the fucking place in the early 2000s. It's like, what are we doing? Um, So it references that a lot. And... Okay, essentially, the, the, the premise is there's a woman in L.A., Brad, and she's having a hard time in love. She has a column with some online blog or publication, and she writes a dating column where she just basically chronicles her horrible dating life as she tries to find love in L.A. Now, that's that could be the premise to any and all of these holiday movies, because, I mean, that's what it is. 
I mean, um, it couldn't though, because also, like, if you, if you want her to succeed in finding a relationship, that also means career suicide. So, <laughs> hmm. and they mentioned that, mm. uh, but, but whatever. I it's at least kind of aware enough, but it, it, it no. Um, her best friend at work says, you know what? Let's look at your like your Tinder or whatever the Tinder is in this universe. Oh, one of the reasons you may not be having such good luck is that basically the uh, the geo fence you have for yourself is like just in this small borough of the city. You gotta open it up, girl. Let's go nationwide. Why not? You're not finding any luck here. But you don't live na- you you don't live nationwide. That's why you don't go nationwide. Fooey. It's the holiday, Brad. It's the holiday season. It's like three weeks until Christmas, too. By the way for a timestamp. So they open it up and there's this hunky guy she sees that has similar interests to her, but not because she doesn't really have many interests herself. doesn't matter. Um, he seems too good to be true, Brad, but they fall in love over the course of a week. And you know what she thinks would be a good idea? You know what a sane, rational human being thinks is a good idea? Oh. She's gonna, she's gonna go surprise him in his hometown. Because one night they fall asleep listening to each other on the phone. They're like talking and they wake up and fall asleep together. And it's cute, oh! And he, uh, she texts him on his, her way to work and was like, you know, it, last night was great. Just, you know, sleep, going to sleep and waking up next next to you in a, in a way, in a, in a way, weird way. And he's like, she's like, I wish I could, like you could spend, the, we could spend the holidays together, like just like hang out. I wish you were closer. He's like, you know what? I wish you were like here. Like, I wish we could just spend, like literally spend the holidays, like take a week. And she's like, hmm, that's an invitation, right? Ah. Not an invitation. Uh, her friend convinced her to do it. Her boss is like, her boss, because she goes to her boss and says, I found love. Okay, I'm not spoiling anything, because this is the like first 10 minutes of the film. Uh, the meat of it happens when she goes to surprise this guy. Um, her boss says, she goes to her boss and says, look, I think I found love this time. I want to stop writing the article and I think I should retool my thing for the paper. He says, you can't do that. That's that. What are you talking about? That your article's great. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you said, so you found love and she explains what she's going to do. And he laughs in her face and says, you know what? Please go surprise this guy. I think you're going to find <laughs> you're still going to have an article to write. Because, uh, Yeah. And Brad, she gets catfished. It's a catfish Christmas in God. Love Hard. But it's not a tr- like it's it's a quasi catfish because uh, the actress who plays the leading lady was a woman. She's been in a few things. One of them, the most popular thing that I can remember off the top of my head is the TV show Vampire Diaries. She was the main woman on that for a long time. Uh, and the guy that catfishes her is a um, comic. He's been in um, a lot of different things. This. But he was also in Crazy Rich Asians. He okay, was what, the is guy, the, what is the name of this movie again? Uh, Love Hard. Okay, Love Hard. It's, oh, Jimmy O. Yang. Mm-hmm. He was the, um, I don't know if he was the brother or the cousin that was crazy that threw the bachelor party on the, um, I guess, tanker? <laughs> a large boat in the middle of the, uh, the ocean. Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, he's a stand-up comic. He has some stuff on Netflix. Um plays someone different than normal. I guess what he normally kind of like is his shtick. The movie rides a line. Like what I just told you in the right hands, oh, with do the you right know, do actors. He played, um, sorry, do you know who else he played? He played Tattoo in the Fantasy Island movie. No fucking way! <laughs> I knew there was something else about him. When I, I was like, there's something else about this guy. Um, but it, it rides a line. Like it could have gone either way. And there's some things that make it like slightly more... 
uh, I'm going to say adult for lack of better word words. And just the way it's written and some of the subject matter, there's drug references in it that wouldn't normally be in one of these movies. So it's what we call an edgier Christmas classic. Classic? No. It, my wife hated it. She was like, this is dumb. Like, I, she watched, she hung in there and we watched all of it just to see where it would go because it started to be entertaining for her that it was so bad. But I never thought it got super bad. I just thought it was just, eh. Nice try. Could have done a lot better. Could have made it way better. And maybe I was too enthralled by the catfishing angle and how that was going to go, though it goes the way you think. In Love Actually, which again, soft spot in our hearts, but is not aged well, that's worked in there. Just, a, I, I don't know. Every character is the worst, which is kind of what these movies are. But I, it, if you're interested, I wouldn't discourage you from watching it, but feel free to just stop no, if it's no, not your thing. No, 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 it's, it's not on the list. I, I know there's another Princess Switch coming up. Um, oh, yes. So I, I think we'll probably be talking about that on the podcast at some point. Oh, definitely. I just got to, I can't wait for it to come out. It's going to be a fun time. It looks like, it looks more interesting than the other two, just off the get go. Um, but uh, I won't say anything else now. Barrett, I know you've been watching tons of stuff. I've watched a lot of things, guys. I just finished, like literally, uh, before we started the podcast, I finished the last episode of Midnight Mass. Ooh. It's really fucking good. It's, uh, yeah. I It's uh, it's the same guy that did uh, Haunt, um, Haunting of Hill House and uh, um, Haunting of Bly Manor. Mm-hmm. Netflix um, classics. Yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping maybe next, maybe in a future year at Horror Nights, Zach can explain the entire plot to this uh, series to me in poignant detail <laughs> over the course of 45 minutes. But uh, yeah, it's real good. It's real fucking good. Fucking Jesus, man. They're fucking lunatics. And that's, the that's... series is about a small, isolated island community yeah. whose existing divisions are amplified by the return of a disgraced young man and the arrival of a charismatic priest. Oh boy. Yeah. An Island of Jesus is when I'm immediately like, horror movie. I I mean, oh god, this this one like woman that like works at the church is just like, like the most awful villain ever. Oh, I hate her. Like, I was hoping, like, just every episode, like, could someone just kill her, please? Could someone hurry up and kill her? Please let her die. Now, is it all, like, is it more psychological, or are there really ghosts like there are in the other haunted things? Well, there's not ghosts, but there, there, oh, there's okay. certainly a paranormal um, situation happening. God? God's paranormal? Yeah, God's paranormal. Maybe I will watch this. It doesn't it's, seem like it's that long. It's only, like, Yeah, it's only seven episodes. Uh, yeah, and it's not as um, it's not as scary or, or spooky as as the other two shows. It's very good, very 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 good show. A lot of a lot of character drama going on. Um, I think it was like you're into like the second episode before anything really uh, even uh, supernatural ish. I think happens really. So, it's a, but man, that's it's. It's it's wild, but it's really really fucking good. I highly recommend it. Um, everybody, check out Midnight Mass. I like it. I love the tagline: "Be not afraid." Oof! Be afraid of Christians, creepy. man. Be afraid oh, of Christians. Always. Yikes! A lot of creepy hymn singing going on in this show. Ugh. Hymns, by their nature, are creepy. I. It's huh. so weird to be divorced from all of that now as an adult, having favorite hymns as a child. And there's still some that are catchy in their own way, and I, but not, it just, it, it rings differently now. It would just be creepy. You know what, another place you hear some creepy hymns is if you also watch the new Paranormal Activity that I watched. 
Oh yeah, um, Amish the reboot par- slash yeah. remake. Yeah, the the reboot slash new new movie disconnected. Um, Amish par- Paranormal Activity. A lot of creepy Amish hymn singing. It's very very weird. Like I really fucking liked it. Really? Yeah, it's good. It's it is completely disconnected. Like, I I really thought they were gonna pull a switcheroo there, but no. And like honestly, I like this is what they this is what they should have done. Like. I don't know, like four movies ago, just just do a new thing. Because hmm. you know they did that. They did that like they did like Mexican paranormal activity, but then they tied it into everything else. So it was like a real real rug pull in that situation. This one is completely disconnected, which is I think yeah, that's all you need. It's a found footage with paranormal shit. That's all you need. But yeah, this one's this one's uh, it was good. I really liked it. It was uh, real creepy. There's some good good moments in there. Um, Amish people are just fucking creepy as well. Like, I, I feel like, uh, you know, between uh, Midnight Mass and Paranormal Activity, next of kin, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of scary religious people and scarier than most of the monsters. So they're Amish. Mm-hmm. So they are Christians, at least like a, a, a denomination of Christianity. Mm-hmm. So we got Midnight Mass Catholics, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. and the Catholic island, which even saying that, yeah. knowing what type of Christianity, I'm like, fuck that yeah, island. Yeah, it's like an island of like 130 people. Like, it's small. Wow. Small. Like, I don't even and- think there are cars there. I think everyone just walks everywhere. They, they don't have cars, like, on the island. <laughs> and it's modern times? Yeah. Does anyone bike? Yeah, yeah, there, you definitely okay. see some bicycles, yeah. But I think it's just what? a situation where it's small enough that, yeah, you can really walk from one end to the other, so you don't really need to... I I hope it's far enough north to where hurricanes aren't that big of a problem, because that would be terrifying. Huh? Storm, don't worry, there's storm shelters at the church. <laughs> um, but I'm saying all that to say, these Christians are, are dealing with things they can't... I'm, I'm assuming that the Amish are going to get something tricked on them, just knowing the first paranormal activity, that there is some sort of, like, paranormal thing. Is it... Well, I, d- I don't want you to spoil anything, but would it be spoiling to ask what the paranormal thing is? Oh, I mean, well, you know, we're not that far away from paranormal activity, so it's still a demon situation. Okay, so... Yeah. Okay. But, like, how that... Like, the whole the whole situation with the, the demon and the Amish is... It's it's very... it's Yeah, it's very bizarre. Oh, wow. But it's it's fun. So ba- basically the gist of it is um, there's this girl that's she's found out uh, she was adopted and she did like a 23andMe and like got connected to like some Amish guy who on his rumspringa like did like a 23andMe situation. Wow. Um, and she's like, oh, I'm going to find out. I'm going to find out who my family is now and I'm going to make a documentary out of it. No, that can't go well. It doesn't. It does not. Is there a is there a boyfriend that goes with her like in the first yeah. in the original one? Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah, nice. There's a, there's a boyfriend and there's like a um like a sound and camera guy. So okay, cool. So, so there's a crew on yeah, this so one. So we got three people uh, going into Amish territory, never to be heard from again. It's bye bye. It's wild. It is fucking wild. You don't want to spring. Hey, I'm doing a documentary on the Amish people who are already kind of like reclusive, not huge into tech, fear for the fear of God kind of folk. So that I mean, can't I, I don't think you want to spring demons involved. Listen, I don't think you want to spring Amish on people doing a documentary because they think they're just gonna be filming stuff. But instead, there's secret Amish people going doing shit. Hmm. In my mind, I hope, and Brad, don't say if this is right or wrong, but like the cameraman 
or not the cameraman, but like the, uh, well, I guess the sound camera guy or whoever, or the boyfriend yeah. are secretly like demonic. And like, oh. they they have like, they have like, you know, I don't know if I want to go to the Amish country. She's like, yeah, come on, go. He's like, all right. And he really does love her. Like demons also know love. And, and when they go there, it just doesn't work out. Like for some reason, his like, they reveal him. He's like, God damn it. And he just has to demon out. I don't, that's my well, the hope. Thing is, like, the thing is like, he's up until like, you know, halfway through the movie, he's just been wearing a hat that hides his horns. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, he's out there helping the Amish and uh, he's uh, like uh, um, forking some hay and his hat falls off and then everyone sees his pointy horns. He's like, oh no. <gasps> then you notice there's like a, a, a little forked tail down yeah. his pants leg that no one knew up to this time. And then it's just pretty obvious. You're like, well, fuck. <laughs> and then you're like, and then it's just a uh, bloodbath for the rest yeah, of the and movie. He's, he's also got like cl- cloven hooves, which no one has commented on at all. Despite the fact he does not wear shoes. Huh. Never noticed that. Yeah. Well, he's got horseshoes. I mean, he's got horseshoes. And they, and they clip-clop around, but you don't really notice until that point. No. Huh. Weird. Weird. Does it... Does it... And this may be a spoiler, so you can you can just say... I, I'm not going to say. Does it end the same way the first one did, where it's just black screen and done? Um... It ends... No. It's... It's... It's an interesting ending. I... It's... Like the whole, the whole, I, I was not expecting it to go where it did because it's again, it is, it is different than like your standard fair paranormal activity, um, and I think it's an improvement. Um, at least it, it's a variation. So, I still tell people about that time you went to the theater and everyone in the audience was creeped out for a few minutes because it just no credits, just cut to black, which I guess you could only do with the first more like indie version of that. Yeah, but um. Ugh. And it was, at the, awesome. it was at the cheap like theater, ride. too, so there weren't even that many people in the theater. Ugh. Even creepier. Yeah. I will watch this once it starts streaming. Yeah. Um, for sure, because I'm on board. I love the first Paranormal Activity. That is that is probably my favorite horror movie. It's, this, this is a good one. This is, this is a good um, refresher to the, to, the, to the franchise, I feel, and uh, I, I hope, hope there's more in this line. So. Oh, Paramount Plus. Yeah. I'm going to have to resubscribe anyway to do the new Star Trek when that starts coming out, so I'll definitely catch it then. Okay. Assuming it stays there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's exclusive, so it's not going anywhere. I also saw the Eternals. Oh, the new Marvel joint. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people. I before it came out, a lot of people were like, "This is the this is the most boring Marvel movie. This is real dumb. Like, fuck this movie. I'm not. Even, I don't even want to see this. I don't know who any of these characters are." And my response was, nobody knew who the fuck the Guardians of the Galaxy were. What are you talking about? <laughs> Pretty obscure. I, like, yeah. Yeah, like, I, like Marvel's made enough movies that I'm pretty sure Marvel can make a competent fucking movie. Like, they have to go out of their way to make a bad movie. Like, it's it's going to be hard to do. Spoiler what alert. Do you think? Spoiler alert. Guess what they did? Uh, oh, no. It's not very good, guys. It is oh, not good. Man. Like... To the point where I was watching, I kept being like, it "Really? Is I listen? I felt like I was I was more than any human on the planet ready to give this the benefit of the doubt because I feel like I am very realistic in Marvel movie expectations because I don't expect them to be good. I expect them to be perfectly serviceable and entertaining. Mm-hmm. And that's really all that I, I that's that's as much that's as high as my bar goes. This movie is not very good." <laughs> Damn! What happened, Marvel? Goodness! First of all, we're focusing on the two most boring characters. Like, people are like, oh, there's too many characters in this movie. Yeah, there's lots of characters in the movie, but like, we're spending all of our time with the worst ones. The (laughs) worst ones. 
and they kill off, like, one of the best ones pretty early on. And, like, Kumail Nanjiani is great. He's, like, the best thing in the movie, I think. Him, and he's got, like, a sidekick guy, and he's great as well. And at one point, they just leave the movie. Like, literally, he says, we're gonna leave. And they leave. Wow. Are, do they do they miss the big finale? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, the you know, in a Marvel movie, at the end, you're gonna you're gonna have the big big super CGI fight. Yeah. They aren't there. They don't come in for a second to help. Like, hey, no. we're gonna leave, and then like have a change of heart, and right when they, right when they need them, they come back. No, sidekick dies, of course. But they, like, <laughs> as as usual, guys. If there's a movie that I think is not worth giving a fuck about, I am going to spoil it. So if anyone gives a fuck about the Eternals and doesn't want to be spoiled, I guess like skip ahead or something but you're literally not missing anything because i don't know maybe i'll help lower your expectations it's like it's so wild like are we're taking the best characters off the board we're focusing on the lame ones like it is weird angelina jolie doesn't really even get that much time i'm like could you feel like on like i don't know star like power alone you would be working to give angelina jolie more time because mm-hmm. she's angelina jolie and she's in a marvel movie like who knows how long that's what kind of negotiations that took to make happen i mean it's a it's a pretty star-studded cast yeah but uh yeah i i she does not get her due at all i mean we're spending all of our time with these two lame main people and they are boring and then there's a creep. There's one that's just a fucking creep. Like, little Irish guy. Creepy creep fuck. <laughs> I wanted him to die immediately because he creeped me the fuck out. Was it just, like, his his look, his swagger? Was his behavior his, creepy? Oh, his behavior is very creepy. Yeah, you know the Eternal that starts a cult? Yeah, yeah, he's kind of creepy. Huh. He's kind of creepy. He's kind of creepy because he starts a cult. Yeah, yeah. You know, he mind controls people and starts a cult. Cool. Okay, well, that's wrong. Who knows what evils he's enacted or, like, um, rights he's violated of humans because he mind controls them and starts his own cult. Yeah, because he spends Gross. a couple hundred years mind controlling people into a cult. Yeah, real creepy. 200, that's, wow. So, there, obviously, I, I know a little bit about the Eternals. I know that there were some godlike creatures that are having fun, and there's the Eternals that one of them makes... And then there's another thing that another one makes, and they have to battle, right? Uh, or is that yeah, close? Close enough, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the Celestials uh, made the... Uh, there's a whole thing. The the Celestials send the Eternals to Earth to, like, uh, fight the... Uh, whatever they're called. The Deviants, which are just CGI monsters, like, from a video game. <laughs> which, fine, whatever. Like, that's all movies, so I'm not really going to complain about that. But what's the point of the Deviants? Do they have, like, I, a will? Do they have, like, their own... Are, do, do they have a stake here, that, like the Eternals? Like, do we see any in their lives? Even I, like, if they're CGI monsters. Yeah, there's... Maybe a, they're having... Maybe they're starting families? There's a whole thing, a and I won't, I won't go that far into spoiling the movie. Because, like, there's a little bit of a plot there that I guess I might... Like, it's boring as fuck, and who could care? And also, there are no... They also lead you to believe that there is a mystery involved in this movie. Like, ooh, what's gonna, ha- ooh, what's what's going on here? Who's what's what's this about? Uh, hey guys, um, everything's blatantly obvious from the beginning. It's really there's no, it's no big surprises here, <laughs> no big surprises at all. And then after you finally got through the movie and like they had the big fight, 
And then, like, we kind of, then we have, like, the after of the big fight, and everybody's together. Oh, and Kamel's back in the movie. Oh, he came to say hello again at the end of the movie. Thanks for showing up for the end of the movie after everything happened. Um, you're like, oh, well, you know what, I know, I know what's coming up next. It's time for some, some, uh, ooh, some end scenes, a big Marvel movie. You know, there's gonna all kinds of Easter eggs in the end credits. We're gonna have all kinds of wacky scenes. I wonder what exciting new characters will be introduced. And so we have the first scene that's, you know, it kind of, well, it ends on a big cliffhanger. Ooh, Marvel movie, big cliffhanger for Eternals 2, I guess. Cool. No. Uh, <laughs> cool, whatever. Um, great. Ooh, I wonder what's going to happen to these, char- these characters that I didn't give a fuck about. Cool. Um, then, ooh, ooh, new scene starts. Ooh, we're going to meet some new, oh, here's some new characters. Oh, cool. Cool. Oh, it's, it's, it's these guys. Oh. Apparently, Thanos' brother shows up? Yeah. Does he look like that? Like, is he brother no. as no, no, in, no, like, blood-related? No, okay, so he's... he's eternal. Okay, eternal-related. Yeah. Um, A what's different the type other of one's name? Um... There's also Pip the Troll? Pip the Troll. Yeah, so Pip the Troll and Eros show up. Ooh, everyone's favorite characters. Pip the Troll and Eros. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Don't worry, there's gonna be another scene, though. It's okay, it's okay. Oh, what's this? Oh, Black Knight, kind of. They basically do like the whole the whole War Machine uh, next time, um, but with the Black Knight, who they've already like been teasing throughout the whole fucking movie, and you already didn't give a fuck about. Hey, guess what? He, Black Knight might be eventually in a movie. Cool, Pip the Troll, Eros, and the Black Knight. <laughs> oh, my favorite comic book characters. How did this get made? Like, who who greenlit this and thought it was a good idea? Dude, like, I, it's just boring. Like, it's like if they had if they had focused on the good characters. Like, if it had, if we had spent more t- if we had been, spent more time with Gilgamesh, if we spent more time with uh, Kumail Nanjiani's character, his sidekick. Um, also, um, uh, the gay Eternal, he's great. I can't remember his name, um, but I, he, I really liked him. He's great. I love him, but, like, they don't really, uh, he, nobody does it. Nobody gets to do anything, because we're just focused on these two main boring fucks. So what you're suggesting is if there's an Eternals 2, the only way that it could could work is if the moment where uh, Camille says, we're out, and he leaves, we just go with him wherever he went and just explore what he's doing, and then maybe the other characters you mentioned, just kind of Gilgamesh and the uh, uh, the gay Eternal, as you said, just go with him, and then we just follow them for the rest and have them have an adventure. Uh, Black Knight may or may not show up. Black, Black Knight's not showing up. Black Knight's not showing up. Pip the Troll dies in the first five minutes of the film. Oh, uh, uh, I mean, yeah. I don't know Pip the Troll, man. That's a new Pip one on me. You do Troll? Which one is Pip? Pip the Troll, Alex. He's everyone's favorite Marvel character. I don't. You, I am Alex, not familiar not remember, with the Black Knight, to be honest. Remember, do you not remember when you were a kid and you were reading comic books and you picked up your, your issues of Pip the Troll? I don't think Pip the Troll was in any of the 90s comic. Oh, now I know Pip the Troll. Do you? I, I just Do looked him really? up and I see the images. I've, I think I have, I've seen him in relation with other characters. Who is he normally with? I don't know. <laughs> like, obviously other Eternals. Oh, the dude that's gold. Um, who is that guy? In the actual comic books, he's the guy that actually gets the Infinity Gauntlet. Is it Warlock? Oh yeah, yeah, Warlock. I remember when Warlock was first appearing and stuff and I did a little Marvel deep dive just be like, well, who is this? he came up and was also enamored of like why the heck is there okay this this pan like creature um oh he a troll instead of a pan okay 
Um, but that was a long time ago. Yeah. And I just remember his artwork, and that's what I, I see popping up. Huh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So big bummer, huh? <laughs> I, I just, like, I the whole time I was just like, okay, well, this is, all right, well, okay, all right, all right, movie, but come on, come on, what's going on? Come on. It's just like, I, the whole movie, I was like, I can't believe that, like, that this is happening. <laughs> I, this movie. Like, I thought they could make competent movies at this point. But instead, I'm watching Thor 2 with boring characters and no Cat Dennings. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a fun time. It's that not sucks. Good. Like, I, it's, it's just shockingly not good. Like, I don't even know how it happened. So to go from, like, uh... Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings so to this is like a whiplash. Definitely. Because I can't wait to watch that one. Oh, it's so fucking good. Thor Ragnarok, I'll be there. Yeah, that was great. But I guess because the Eternals themselves are not interesting, so it does not shock me that the story would be bad. But they, it could, Again, if anyone could do it, Marvel could do it because they've done it with the other ones. Like, I yeah. understand. And like some of the Eternals are interesting, just not the ones that are taking up most of your screen time. Isn't one kind of like a Superman? Yeah. Very boring. Very boring, boring guy. He's one of the two that's very boring. Like, I just... Uh, All right. Um, But, yeah, yeah it's... What, I can't even remember the name of the woman that's, like, the main character. I can't... Um, Cersei, yeah. Oh, my God! Just, like, wildly boring on all fronts. And Sprite... Sprite's trash. Just trash the whole movie. Hate her. Yeah. Does it ever get into why the Eternals haven't done anything? Yeah, yeah, that's all there. Um, Selma Hayek's good, but again, barely in the movie. Hmm, wasted potential. Yeah, it's very, very weird. So a lot of people were like, why did Marvel come out and and restructure all of their like movies for the next couple of years? It must be COVID-related, obviously. And it seems like some of the movies they had in the slots that were empty that we knew about are gone now. You think any of that was in relation to them knowing that this was not going to be as good? Maybe they got like um I don't think it matters. Like like I all of our like there's the Marvel industrial complex is like it's it's going to take like a lot to like derail it at this point. Everyone does one bad. I'm sure a lot of Marvel fans will be like, "Okay, we know this one's the bad one." Mm. You'd have to I think you'd have to have like three bad ones in a row to really start like the ship sinking. Do you think anything could sink the Fast and the Furious franchise at this point? No, there's only like one left. They're gonna sink. They can't sink it on the next one. What are you talking about? There's only one left. Yeah, yeah, friend. Fast Ten. That's the end. Whoa! I didn't realize that was the end. Huh? I'm sorry. That I'm sure we've talked about it before. I'm sure I've heard it before. It's just. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's, I it's it, sorry. It's Fast Ten Part One and Part Two. So it is eleven. <sighs> Ooh, thank goodness, yeah. Brett. Yeah, had me spooked there for a second. I mean, Harry Potter did that. A lot no. of movie franchises did that. I mean, I mean, Dune, a movie that is should just be one movie. They, they've done into two movies. Yeah, I, so, I mean, it's, it's it's a classic thing. The Hobbit. <laughs> Their last movie was two as well. It's stupid. I, I'm I'm still like the. I think the the best decision I ever made was never to watch the Hobbit movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, from a from a special effects standpoint, there was some crazy shit happening in that first one. I mean, and you could argue it's an improvement on the book. Maybe I don't know. I forgot everything about the another second great one. decision I made: never reading The Hobbit. It's not. I mean, look, I'll go ahead and say it as someone who really enjoyed 
Tolkien stuff as a child. As a child, it's not good. <laughs> it is not good. It's just straight up not good. Okay. All right. Don't worry about I it. I mean, it's it's not it's certainly it's not from me. I watched I watched the three Lord of the Rings movies, knowing the whole time that this is clearly not for me. And uh, yeah, no, thank you. Never again. Never again. I'm gonna backtrack for a second because there's something else that I watched that I didn't have a chance to talk about last week because we were we were deep in the Horror Nights, a 17 hour oh. adventure. Um, okay. Just an update on my on my experience through the Puppet Masters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because I like, I had like on a playlist and I'd kind of watch them as I was going to sleep. I'd catch bits and pieces. You know, they all kind of ran together. But I really watched the first two movies. Like, just watched them thoroughly before Halloween. You know, there's a lot of little puppets in those movies, Alex. They're called Puppet Master. Yeah. There is an equal amount of psychics in the first two movies. Hmm. Would you forget that? You forget that, that, honestly, if you were just going by the first two movies, it could have just been as easily called um, Psychic Masters, uh, because there are just as many psychics as there are puppets. It's basically puppets versus psychics, the movie. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Eternals versus Deviants, puppets versus psychics. Yeah. Jedi versus Sith. I mean, it's there's a duality in lots of, I would say, successful, well questionably successful movies and it's happening here puppet master you did not tell me they were psychics in this until now it's easy to forget because you know you get into like a big franchise like that and like the things that stick you know you you sometimes disconnect it from where it began like you know like the like the first friday the 13th movie obviously there's no jason Voorhees, there's no hockey mask but you you don't really think about that when you think of friday the 13th because you think of the franchise you think of you know jason and a hockey mask sure puppet master you forget that it's largely psychic based and that hmm. is weird because there's like a there's like a team of psychics in the first movie and they're going to investigate uh this place where uh, um where Tulan was killed um and then his little puppets are running around uh and there's that and then the second movie there's two more psychics because there's uh paranormal investigators that are investigating this place again they're also psychics, or do they have a psychic on the team? Well, there's two psychics on the team. You're right, because you said there's an equal number. Okay. So, I, it's like, huh. what was going on that we were like, all right, all right, all right. So, we have a bunch of puppets. We also have a bunch of psychics. Like, it's weird that that caught on. Like, clearly the psychic part. Like, hey, guys, let's focus more on these little puppets, because these are real wild. This is pretty crazy. These, these are puppets we got running around. Weren't the Puppet Master movies made in the 80s? And wasn't there you like a revival think. of the concept of the of the psychic being something in popular culture at the time? At least paranormal stuff was. Oh, you you would you would think the Puppet Master movies um, came out in the eighties. Um, the first one comes out in eighty nine, so this is okay. a nineties so franchise. I, it's a very much a nineties franchise. Like it's. I do remember in the nineties a lot of infomercials because that was when Cleo came out, oh, right? Yeah. Call me for your tarot reading. There's a lot of like occult stuff, like call oh, for your psychic, talk to your psychic. So it wasn't, but I always, unless they are shown to have magical powers to a level of like, we'll say a Marvel movie. Uh, psychic's one of those things where if someone says, oh, well, I, I have a psychic power, it's like, all right, no, you don't. You're just, you're an idiot or someone who is like playing pretend. And it wouldn't shock me if you get mixed up in some random puppet, super, real supernatural yeah. shit. Like that's on you, person yeah. in this movie. There's Okay, so I'm looking at Wikipedia now. There are seven puppets in the first Puppet Master movie. There are five psychics 
In the no second way. Puppet Master movie, there's two psychics, but it's the same puppets. So, equal number of psychics and puppets within the first two Puppet Masters. Damn. I mean, wild. Wild. The psychics didn't, weren't prepared. I mean, how could you be? All the little puppets running around. Aren't the puppets, like, infused with with the spirits of people, or are they their, their own creation from the guy? So, well, I mean... Later on, that was that was an addition later on. That was a retro puppet master situation where they they explained that they're I think I think that's when it got revealed that they're actually spirits of people um, that Greg okay. Sestero put in the puppets. Um, but I, I think it, at this point, I don't think we knew that. I don't think you brought psychics to a magic puppet uh, problem. They're not going to be able to attuit anything from these puppets. No. Because again, I, it, because it isn't revealed to later, it makes me think that at least in the first two, it, it's fine. The psychics are. Do they talk to each other? Hello, I'm sending psychic a psychic signal. Help! There's puppets that have trapped me in the upstairs. Like, how do they use their psychic powers? Do they talk um, to the ghost? I mean, they're mostly just you know. Uh, um, well, they're they're contacted by um, another psychic that that summons them, um, Professor X style. There you um, go. On his yeah. death. Um, and uh, yeah. Okay, so that's the only real thing that's like, okay, well, summon them all. Could have been, yeah. could have been a phone call. Hey, I'm the <laughs> attorney handling the, the will and last testament of this guy. Come on down to the puppet house. You'll understand when you get here. Yeah, there's a lot Didn't of psychic need psychics. Um, it's ah. really weird. The second movie also involves them leaving a dead body in the hotel for a very long time, never trying to contact the police about it. <laughs> they got better things to do. They're psychics. Well, they probably, like, psyched it to the police, but the police, I don't well, know. Well, at that point, um, uh, the, they had already killed the psychic. Um, and, well, they killed one of the psychics, um, and the other psychic hadn't shown up yet. Um, but this was, this was just this girl's brother um, who got killed by a puppet. And then they just left the body in a like refrigeration for like forty eight hours. Ooh, ice boxed them. But you see, the thing mm. is, the phones weren't getting installed till the next day. There weren't even phones on the premises, Brad. You can't fault them for that. I mean, but they were getting installed the next day. But the next day, they didn't make any phone calls about that. And forgot. <laughs> I I feel still feel like you could have just like I don't know driven to the police station. Brad, I be honest with yourself and the listeners. Someone dies. Your whole worldview is turned upside down. You already believe in psychics, so you're kind of like, um, and I guess they're kind of real in this world, but now there's magical puppet creatures. You gonna remember the dead body? <laughs> Maybe afterwards, but if not in the brother, moment. If it's your brother. If it's your brother, it's in your the brother. moment, puppets are real? <laughs> These puppets Alex, are trying to kill Alex, me? I don't wanna, I don't, I don't wanna um, shock you, but puppets are real. Puppets are a real thing. That's bullshit. Kermit the Frog is a Muppet and he's not real. He's also not trying to kill my brother. Oh boy, oh boy. I, it's, it's, uh, guys, the movies are very weird. And like, the more you think about the movies, the weirder they get. <laughs> and you think about them a lot. You've brought up many, many times in the show so far. And I, I love it. Like I, it's- Because like- I, I, I've got to watch them at this yeah, point. The, and I know you- The fugue state in which I watched them for the past month is really, I think the best way to watch any franchise where you just yeah. have like, a playlist of all the movies and you just put them on before you go to bed and you see about 20 minutes before you completely fall asleep. Then you wake up a few times in the middle of the night and weird puppet shit's happening. 
The best part is that the puppets, I'm assuming for the most part, are similar between the movies. Like there's the favorites that always come back. Oh, yeah. So it really is like, where am I in time and space? The puppets are my only constant. Yeah, especially those first like five or six. Those those are your, that's your pretty standard puppets. Um, once you get to Retro Puppet Master, they started redesigning the puppets and stuff got weird. Hmm. But you also had Greg Sestero, so. But then you just kind of grimace like, meh, and just go back, roll over and go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's very strange. Um, so. Wow. Yeah. I, there's another movie I watched that I would highly recommend. And I don't know if you've watched this or not. It's called Promising Young Woman. Uh, I, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. What is that one? It, it's it's billed as a black comedy and it came out in 2022. Um, essentially there is a, I, I mean, I can't, Oh, uh, there's yeah. a woman who went through a traumatic experience in college and it seems to most people that her life has just stopped there and she can't get over it. And yeah, new developments, uh, perhaps help her to get over that. And that's all I'll say. Cause to say anything else would ruin it. I don't want to ruin this movie. Really great cast though. I didn't realize how how much of a great cast it had mm -hmm. and it's well done there's two questionable performances which is strange to say given the cast um and when you get it you're like what you can do better than this i've seen you do a lot better in other movies why was this rushed was there i how why why are you giving us this uh, but other than that fun solid ride i like it is it is good i would i would highly recommend it nice nice really chilling i uh, for lots of reasons um but yeah, good. It's a good time. Um, you you reminded me of something else that I watched, and I would also really recommend because um, you said Friday the Thirteenth. Um, Netflix. There's a series that runs on there called the Films That Made Us. It was derived from the Toys That Made Us TV show, and they get the casts and the crew of old movies and just basically just do an updated interview of like, hey, tell us about how you made all of this. And for October, they did a lot of horror movies. So they do, hey, Halloween, here's some stuff. A lot of it's we've already known about it if you were in the know. But we're getting the crew to talk about it again. Fascinating how Halloween was made and what they did to make it and who made it. But more interesting is Friday the 13th to me because the guy who produced it did a whole bunch of like just bad movies. Like he, there was one he did that was good. I can't even remember what it was. And the other ones, he tried to copy... Um, what was the one? Bad News Bears? But with like um, a, a kid's soccer team was one of the movies he tried to make. And another one was another sport. And you're like, why are you copying another movie? But then he decided to copy Halloween and made Friday the 13th, which was really successful. But the amount of stuff in that movie that's just throwaway, they're like, we just had to look. We didn't really have anything written for the most part. Um, we just needed to fill time. So a lot of it is just improv. And if you look at it, you're like, oh, yeah. I don't remember too much because I know we watched a lot of those when we lived together mm. a long time ago. And a lot of that first movie completely, like all of those movies we watched, oh, yeah. some of them just do not. I remember certain parts of later ones, but the first one, just the ending is the only thing that stuck with me. But it was really interesting to hear how they, yeah, how they filmed it and the ups and downs of production and by a miracle, mainly just because of the popularity of Halloween. I think it was Paramount or someone who picked it up was like, yep, this could be gold. We're going to launch it all over the country. And it was. <laughs> People loved it. But would really recommend that if you're into it. I, I've made it through a lot of them, but they do Aliens, they do Halloween, which was great as well. Friday 13th, they do Nightmare on Elm Street. I haven't watched that one yet. 
uh, and a few others. So nice. if you're interested in those kinds of things, it's 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 great. It's a really it's a oh RoboCop was another great one that they did. And the guy who played RoboCop was a jerk. Um, Peter no Weller? one liked him. No one liked him on set. Wow. He wanted to be called like Robo on the set. Like he was trying to do a kind of method thing. So they're like. Uh, they would say, hey, what's his name again? Peter Weller? Well, they would like, other actors would, would basically tease him like, hey, Peter. And he'd be like, guys, I'm going by Robo on the set. They're like, whatever, Peter. Like they just gave, <laughs> gave him shit for it. Cause he also almost like halted production for some reason for no reason. Like he basically threw a fit or a tantrum at the beginning of production and halted it. And people were like, fuck this guy now. So all the other actors were basically just like, no, no, Peter. Wow. We're not gonna call you Robo, jerk. But also a movie that barely, barely made it because it winging a prayer. There were so many production issues. And a lot of the people, like the Robocop suit didn't really come together because the guy they originally had um, just said, no, I'm going to take all the time that I need. I don't care about your timelines. You know who I am. I can do that. And they eventually were just like, I, we just got to we just gotta make this movie. But it works. Like, it came together. I mean, Robocop is a fine film for what it is. I, oh, it's fucking great. Um, yeah, that's a good one, too. So, yeah, there's some fun stuff in those if you want to get into that miniseries. Good time. Nice. Um, Alex... I got some great news. What's up? Um, I want to talk to you about the autumnal prize pack. The autumnal prize pack? That's right. What is that? Um, well, there's a great sale, 75 to 90% off on discountable listings at our favorite no. website, creepyhollows.com. Um, you know, a lot of people like, you know, like their holiday <laughs> blends. They like, you know, they like, uh, you know, a pumpkin spice blend. Um, mm-hmm. What about a free 50 spells blend? <laughs> <laughs> this binding mm. has 50 creepy hollow spells specifically for wealth, money attracting, prosperity and good luck! Exclamation point. Um, huh. Alex, these offers are good only November 8th and 9th. So uh, we got a couple of hours left. Sorry, listeners. Sorry. I'm These deals sorry. Have gone. Now, there are still autumnal prize packs through November 14th, uh, but um, this this deal ending tonight. A prize pack? Yeah, a prize Does pack. that mean I could win it? Well, it's, a, it's a prize pack, Alex. Don't be, don't be ridiculous. Um, a prize uh, makes me think that it's something that I could win. Well, um, I'll tell you about it, but unfortunately, again, the, the email links don't work. They're just images and not actually clickable links, which is not huh. how your emails are supposed to work, Creepy Hollows. Wow. Um, email 101. Yeah, so I actually got to type in the website. Um, you got to work for this prize. I really got to work for it. Is there a competition or not? Be honest. Uh, no. Or is it, are they, okay, so there's not uh, a competition, no, so they're calling a product that they're selling something worthy of prey, like something that is a prize in and of itself, which I think is bullshit from the get-go. I mean... Uh, Do not say the word prize unless there's some sort of sport I can I, I can partake in, whether of chance or whether of, uh, you know, skill. Well, it's in, in celebration of autumn, you're going to adore these prize packs. These are, these are good offers uh, November 8th to the 14th. Okay, these are, the prize packs are good through the 14th. Um, and you, okay. you, you can win a prize pack by spending money. Um, you, there's a prize pack if you spend over $10 all the way to <laughs> if you spend huh. over $10,000. Seems like the prize pack is what used to be called a freebie. What? I, these are prize packs. Um, you win a prize. You spent $10,000, you win a prize. I, I went all it's marketing to be cap. this now. Yeah. 
<laughs> Act now. If you buy this, we throw in a prize. Um, for t- Alex, if you spend over $10,000, you'll receive a custom-made leather-bound spell book with specially selected spells, rituals, or enchantments that will help you on your journey. Each book is personally made so that they are each unique. Your book will contain spells, special special spells, rituals, and enchantments that will provide you amazing aid in your supernatural journey. Only those who receive will have the full details. <laughs> I mean, $10,000 for a custom-made leather spellbook? Yeah, it better be original and I mean, unique. Every page is vellum, and every spell is etched in an ancient language. <laughs> Painstakingly on these pages, right? For $10,000, I want I want a most authentic experience. Even if it's a lie, yeah. it's a lie. I want it to feel like it's, like, real. I, I love, the, okay, you know, I love these that are vague at high levels, because um, they want to make it sound mysterious, but I also love the ones that are very detailed. Okay. Um, over $500, a very rare ritual binding from prehistoric angelic origins. So that's not one of not one of those not one of those angels from medieval times. This is a prehistoric angel. Um, mm-hmm. This is a very in-depth and powerful enchantment, which allows you to, to contact and work with angels of the astral realm. They are a powerful race from a multi-dimensional state within the astral realm. Also, oh, very—I mean, really narrowing mm. down where they live. Yeah. Um, well, kinda. <laughs> it's more of an abstract idea, but I get it. No, it's in the astral realm. Uh, um, okay. In a multi-dimensional state within the astral yeah. realm. So. Okay. I mean, it's pretty specific. Where do normal angels live? I mean, you know, not be. prehistoric, like um, like you said, those those medieval angels. Listen, I, I'm just saying, you you pr- this is pretty much the same as as a mailing address to me. All right, state astral. Um, I'm sorry, state uh, multi-dimensional. Um, astral realm. Um, yeah. So if 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 we ever are called upon uh, by these creatures to set up our own. Uh, marketplace. I'd like to set it up like Apple does the phone, where it gives you like tech specs and compares other things. Because nice. ours will show you exactly. Like, yeah. I want to see a table, a spread table of what you mean by an angel. Like, well, okay, this is this angel. Like, I, I want a spec sheet of these things. Well, I, you know, check this out. Um, they can be connected to by reciting the opening channeling words, Fury, Fi, Fira, Aso. The channel opens and allows you to work with magic and work with their powers, which target the kinetic abilities within you and the ability to communicate with with telepathy and work with lucid dreaming and prophecy. The angelic race is known as the Kala. They are light blue skinned beings who have small luminescent and gold eyes and long appendages. Whoa. That's terrifying. <laughs> and that also sounds like something out of uh, a Midnight Mass. Um, they are extremely crafty, very precise, and targeted in their movements and gifts. Also, targeted. Like yeah, yeah. Um, they in their c- movements and gifts. Yeah. They Does that mean they're good? I'm sorry. I need a clarification of what they what they mean by gift. They are extremely crafty, very precise, and targeted in their movements and gifts. They will come to you to provide wisdom, support, and magic as requested. The same are different 
Kala may visit you each time. It would not be unusual for a single Kala to become tuned with you and be the same to visit you each time if you work with this all the time. You can close the channel by reciting Zemar and reopen the channel anytime you wish. Anytime the channel is open, it is a good time to work with any magic ritual, casting, or endeavor that involves kinetics, telepathy, divination, psychic work, third eye, dreams, or prophetic work. You can leave the channel open during your sleep cycle to encourage lucid dreaming and prophetic dreams. Did they accidentally copy and paste what we were supposed to receive in, like, the product description? Because this, mean, is, this is more detailed than we have ever yeah, gotten yeah. on one of these freebies. Excuse me, the rebrand is prize. Yeah, it's very detailed. We get the keywords. Why oh, do yeah. I need to buy this? Uh, well, Alex, just because you know how to open the channel doesn't mean could be... the, the spirit has been bound to your, to your binding. What about your, FAQ. What's your vessel? Come on. You're right. I, I don't have the vessel. I don't have the... I, look, I just don't have... No. I don't have any no. weight to carry in the spiritual world without those. I have the words. Yeah, you can open No a, spiritual weight. You can weight. open a channel, but to what? To what, Alex? I mean, I, if I open that channel without a vessel, without one of these products or prizes, that's opening up a world that's in, what was it? Astral plane, yeah. multi-dimensions. Yeah. Who knows what's coming well, through that? I mean, Alex, I can open my door and just scream out, hey, hey, <laughs> angel. Hey, blue angel with gold eyes. Hey, it's not going to do anything. I can open that channel, but unless, like, I'm connected, like, it's not going to do anything. Not going to do a damn thing. So. What do they get out of this? What are these angels? Why are they messing around? I mean, are they happy to come to our listen, world? I, I, are they, like. I, 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 saw, I, saw, I saw Midnight Mass, so I've got some ideas of what they're up to. Um, and it's not good. Uh. You better know the word to close that. You better, mm. like, have it on your Alexa time for her to yes. say. Yes. Because you might not be able to say it. Hmm. Very true. Zemar. Zemar. Everyone remember. Zemar. Zemar. Keep this episode with you playing as you do your rituals, just in case. Zemar. Always. Zemar. Keep those channels closed, Ramjack. <laughs> um, Alex, I know that like we're we're getting we're we're, we're coming up on Thanksgiving, but we're also mm -hmm. it's already Christmas creep. Um, you've already started talking about Christmas. Um, yeah, but obviously. Christmas creep on Creepy Hollows, <clears throat> calling all elves the nature of magic. Do you have elves in your ancestry? Did you have a past huh. life as an elf? If the answer is yes <laughs> to either or both of these questions, then this is the enchantment you have been waiting for to complete your connection. I want to stop right there for a second. <laughs> Do I have elves in my ancestry? Like, or did I have a past life? Who? Wait, one of my relatives is an elf? What's that? Who fucked an elf? <laughs> I mean... How far back does it go? Ugh, I can't believe my great-grandfather fucked an elf. Is there an equivalent of a 23andMe that also goes into creature plane? Like, creature spiritual DNA? Uh, if not, friend, maybe that's the thing that we should be opening up. Yeah, uh, new paranormal activity. Um, I did my 23andMe, and I found out I'm related to an elf. So I'm going Weird. to an elf village. I, I'm actually related to these weird, like, blue-skinned angels, which is why I'm so pale, I guess, and why my eyes are beady oh. and gold. But it's pretty far back. It's pretty far Let's back. Let's make a documentary about it. We can go yeah. we, can, we can go explore all their creepiest places. 
Yeah, bring your new boyfriend. It's fine. Huh. Why does he got that hat on? I don't understand Weird. that at all. Weird. Hmm. Those with elvish ancestry or have lived a past life as an elf will find this binding to be a sheer delight. As it is how a would I know? I'm sorry, I still don't understand how I know I'm related to an elf. Is it something I can just, like, feel? I mean, Is there an FAQ here to help me understand? Well, listen, you know, a lot of people have got those family stories. It's like, oh, you know, your grandparents, <laughs> your grandparents were elves. Yeah, you know, we came over, we immigrated um, back in this country, it was young. And before that... You know, Elizabeth Warren actually uh, Elizabeth Warren actually got a job based on the fact that she pretended that her ancestry was elfish. No way. Yeah, that's true. Huh. Science fact. I think that tracks with her, if you know what I mean. I mean, fuck that piece of shit. Um, but those um sorry, um it is a binding of unearthing and connecting you to the ingenuity, power, connection with nature, and exploration of the divine ties of magic that are expressly unique to elves and do not appear in any other species. Um, species.e, hmm, typo, and current self. It is a binding of unearthing and connecting you to the elemental strengths, powerful charms, and magic that are expressly unique to merfolk and do not appear to any other species. What merfolk? Hmm. Elves are merfolk, mate. You didn't know? I guess. I didn't know either. This is a revelation. I, I feel like I'm like, I can't tell if this is just a weird copy and paste issue because that doesn't make sense. Whatever. We created this binding from multiple enchantments related to elvish magic energies and power to connect with those who have elvish ties and provide them the ultimate and elvish awakening of self. Once activated, this binding provides stimulation to the hidden or dormant elvish-related supernatural energies within you. It provides visions, lucid dreams, and revelations of the lives of your ancestors and your elvish past lives. This binding creates a very intense connection in every possible way to your elvish origin. It will provide continual support and guidance for you and how you can cultivate and work with elvish connections you have, as well as building upon your own unique powers and gifts to make the most of your elvish origins of power, magic, and supernatural energies. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. I want to know who's related to an elf. Who's fucking elves? Who fucked an elf? <laughs> Who did it? Who did it? I mean, we know that we share... Because uh, the Neanderthal are gone, and that they kind of merge with us. Mm-hmm. There's another uh, human-like species, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, that also merged with us. Little did I know, elves, perhaps gnomes, fairies, other fae-like creatures, other uh, d- derived from merfolk, apparently, if you go far far enough. I mean... Also happen. Who, why, why don't I hear about that? What are the scientists hiding from that? Hmm. Hmm. You think that some people are crazy enough that they're also like anti-vax and they're also these kinds of oh. like people and they're like, well, you know, if you have elf in you, you're going to have a bad reaction to that vaccine. Oh. They, they haven't tested on elves. I mean, listen, uh, the thing <laughs> is, um, I, I, I can't, uh, I, I was going to get the vaccine, but I just, I, I, I got, I got elf in me. So I just think it's probably better that I listen to Joe Rogan, who is yeah. like 50% elf. Um, yeah. and like, he knows, like, mm-hmm. so I just, I store, I get my medical advice from Joe Rogan, like the best place to get medical advice. Some people say your doctor. Some yeah. people say your doctor. I Look. say, why not an idiot? Why not a complete fucking idiot? <laughs> 
When I go to my doctors and I throw them what they consider, I guess, a curveball given their reaction that I'm like part elf and how that, how the medicine is going to affect me on that level, mm-hmm. they look at me like perplexed. Joe, though? Listen, here's the thing. I went to my doctor. I looks- said, hey, um, I don't know what percentage I am, but I'm a percentage elf. And they said, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I went to Joe Rogan and said, I am a percentage elf. He said, cool, that makes sense. Yeah, have a seat. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about <laughs> this. This sounds stupid. Let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. More like, or less. That sounds perfectly reasonable to me, Joe Rogan, a complete yeah. idiot. Yeah. Fucking hell. Wow. <sighs> I uh, I recently, I, Alex, uh, you know this, but uh, I recently got the my COVID booster and my flu shot on the same day. I'm full of microchips now. It's great. Mm-hmm. I got it on Sunday. Um, I was all prepared to like, you know, feel sick afterwards because, you know, I did the after the first COVID shot. Um, I didn't feel it till the next day. Um, then like uh, yesterday, I like I I logged off work like right at 5:30 and just went to bed and slept till like 3 a.m. So, but I'm solid. Full of microchips. Everything's great. Don't know how it's affecting my elf DNA. <laughs> I, we, as we've talked about before the show, but all the listeners know, I also got my flu and COVID uh, cocktail um, over the weekend. Um, I also suffered some, this is the first time, I think, unless I'd mentioned it before and just completely forgot about it. But I felt like I was sick, but not. Like my body was reacting, to, which is what you want a vaccine to do, I guess. It was a weird feeling, but I was also under the weather. Went to bed early Friday. I was actually out most of Saturday, like up until after lunch, like two o'clock. And I started feeling normal again. But now, like you said, microchips, all, I don't know. But but how is it affecting my ancient ancestral um, I elfin mm-hmm. DNA, mermaid DNA. Do you, do you think it's uh, going to be angel DNA? Alex, as the holidays approach, and like uh, Joey and Vera, they're going to be getting gifts. If they need you mm-hmm. to help assemble them, are you afraid you're not going to be able to put toys together anymore because of how wow of how this vaccine has affected your elven DNA? You know, I, I if they could do the like I said the twenty three of me test. Um, and it was for spiritual energy. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people we consider like handy are like good at assembling things, uh-huh. like maybe puzzlers. Mm-hmm. I got a puzzle, put it together really fast, or like IKEA furniture. I'm a whiz at it. Have within them uh, just a a drop of that elfin DNA. Hmm. But how will the vaccine affect me? And my ability to put things together during this high holiday times? I don't know. See, this is this is the thing. This is the thing. The why aren't the doctors studying this? Why aren't they talking about this? I the think the CDC hasn't said a damn thing about it, and it's the holiday season now. I mean, uh, fucking Fauci, that motherfucker, that goddamn motherfucker. Like, listen, I think we can all just agree to stop listening to Fauci and maybe start listening to a little more to your veterinarian that sells horse dewormers. <laughs> um. Uh... Or the elves. Mm. I mean, who knows? Maybe the elves have information on this that we don't know about. If, yeah. if they just put out a press release like, hey, whatever the CDC equivalent is in the spiritual elf world, they're like, look, guys, um, by the way, totally cool. It's not going to affect your ability to harness your skills. Um, but what will is whether or not you have a vessel in what was called a prize pack. We've partnered with Creepy Hollows yes. to ensure that your, uh, like your, your elven 
uh, heritage, your elven nature flows during this holiday season. You gotta get those prize packs, though. You you know, I'm just realizing, uh, kudos to Creepy Hollows for not, like, pushing, like, a health potion or something. Like, they could have, like, tried to subtly, like, you know, (laughs) um, make money off of COVID with, like, health shit. I mean, they can do that the whole time. I mean, I mean there's they always are. sickness Like, they and absolutely stuff. are. Like, yeah. like, there's plenty of healing things and shit. But, like, you know, they can they can aim it a little bit more targeted, mm-hmm. um, you know, in all these weird random things. They, they, they can push it more, and it's nice that they haven't. In, in, a, in a sea of things that are nefarious and definitely questionable. There is one redeeming thing about Creepy Hollows and Brad found it. Like, Joe Rogan is certainly pushing more dangerous uh, health advice than Creepy Hollows right now. Well, I mean, Creepy Hollows is just the person that gets you and gets you with the materials you need to contact someone who would then give you health advice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, These spirits. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Joe mm -hmm. Rogan is just... Well, what you said, an idiot. <laughs> just spreading disinformation because yeah. um, he doesn't know. Or he, I, I honestly don't know if he knows if it's, in the most case, like purposeful disinformation. Um, surely he does. He can't be that stupid. He's very stupid. But maybe um, he is. Like that's the, he's one of the ones that's like, well, maybe he is. Maybe he thinks that he's like questioning things, and this is this is a good discourse. Um, mainly just because it is to question. Yeah, he's very dumb. In his mind. Like, he is wildly dumb. Like, he will literally, literally believe anything you tell him. As is true. Yeah. Um, Alex is going to check in with some more friends of ours. Um, and these are some friends that I call neighbors in the Orlando area. You know what really ticks me off? Hmm. The Hallmark Channel! Exclamation point. Why so many Christmas movies several months prior to Christmas? Now hold up. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. All right. He said his piece. I'm allowed to speak, I'm assuming. There are so many Hallmark Christmas movies. But why are there so many several months prior to Christmas? There's also three different Hallmark channels. Ooh. I know this only because... Um, is it DJ? The oldest Tanner? I don't know her actually. I can't remember her name. Um, um, Jody Sweet. Oh no, that's that's the is the middle. That's Stephanie. Yeah. Um, Candace Cameron. Candace Cameron. Kirk Cameron's drilled sister. It, yeah, eh, drilled it into my head one season. Oh. Because they had her on commercials in between it. You know what's great about Hallmark? I got three different channels. When I'm in the mood for a mystery, I watch Hallmark mysteries. Oh. If I'm in for a good thrill, a drama, I watch Hallmark drama. And there's another one. There's three Hallmark channels, and each hmm. of them, uh, all of them are, I am assuming, um, also servicing Christmas movies. It's because it's their bread and butter. I, this is how capitalism works. It yeah. makes them money. That's why yeah. they do it. Also, I, and Thanksgiving's never really been a rom-com vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, it just hasn't been. I, I'm also families too involved. I'm questioning several months prior to Christmas because this was published on November second. That's not several months prior to Christmas. So, uh, hmm. yeah, I think you're right. Uh, um, I think this is talking back to someone else, but uh, I maybe maybe we'll find who they're talking to as we go along. <laughs> to refired, congratulations on being so active at age 79. But you should not be judging other seniors. It's good that your age is not a detriment to you. 
I used to be able to do all the things that you can do and much more. However, now <laughs> at age 78, I have two bad knees, diabetes, and a heart condition, and can't be as active as I would like. If you do not want to hear how old age is a detriment to me, then just ignore me. I am an army veteran and used and used to being ignored. I fought for freedom for you to express your opinion and enjoy your pursuit of happiness. You're welcome. Off. Wow, yeah. God. Like, I can do all you do and more back in my heyday, uh, back in my prime. Fuck. Like, okay, we got a 78-year-old asshole that's pissed off at a 79-year asshole. Like, who's apparently pissed off at other old people. Like, all right, old people. Like, we get it. You're all pissed off at everybody. We get it. <sighs> oh, no, come on. Ticks me off. It is certainly nope. not called ticks me off. Ticks me off. I, also, I, I feel like I'm, like I'm doing some British talk now. Ticks me off. <laughs> Ticks me off when you are watching a news broadcast and they come on with a news item and tell you to watch a future broadcast to learn what it's all about. Tell us now, not later. I won't be up at 11 p.m. What are they afraid of? Will they run out of news? <laughs> what? No. Like, I mean, just, come on. I mean, this they is want something you to watch we have known. News. Yeah, this has been happening since news networks were a thing. And you're just now complaining about well, what it? What are they afraid of, Alex? What are they afraid of? Well, that's the first time I've been asked that question directly. What are they afraid of? And what that's are they true. afraid of? Will they that run you out won't of watch. That they're doing the show for no one. They are begging you to join them. Please watch our show. <laughs> More on this later, please. Huh. I'm ticked off finally at people who don't want to wear their masks. You would save us all from smelling your stinky bad breath. And yes, you have bad breath, exclamation point. Wow. Shots fired. I mean, really guys, mask world forever. Like, yeah. it's been really nice not having a cold. I mean, yeah. Like, you know, like having a cold was just a thing that happened a couple of times a year. And that hasn't been a thing that's happened. It's been very nice. I'm ticked off. And all the people with burned out turn signal lights. That must be the reason no one obeys the laws and signals to turn. It's an epidemic. God, these people. Oh, wow. Ugh. Everybody thinks they're a comedian. I mean, it is it just me or a lot of the ones in this one almost seem like people are um, being comedians? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh boy. The worst and... The worst and most disgusting ad on TV is the one for nighttime bladder control. Okay. All right. Like, first of all, like, I, that's not how this tech column works, but all right, fine. Don't even be more specific. No one knows what you're talking about. <sighs> I cannot believe. Nope, certainly not. I cannot believe how embarrassing the Dr. Phillips Broadway patrons are when they leave early at the last song and before the final bow. I honestly am embarrassed that Orlando acts that way. There will always be a few exceptions for emergencies or medical, but the rush of people trying to get out of the theater while performers are just coming up, coming out was shocking. Get some class, Orlando. Yeah, for real. Hmm, that's no good. I, I haven't seen any um, Broadway tours um, since I've been down here, but Aaron Lavigne is coming through with Jesus Christ Superstar next year, so oh, nice. I, may, I may go check that out. See, see what Aaron's up to. Still being Jesus. Nice. Good for him. He's played Jesus so many times. When you got a thing, you got I a mean, thing, he's a good man. Jesus. He was a good Jesus at NKU. 
Did it feel like an NKU, like when he was on the stage, that he, like something was different? Like to him, he was just like, huh. I am Jesus Christ I mean, superstar. Like, he was, he was he, like he was. It's a really good part for him. Like it's like like dead on in his range. Like it's yeah. He's got. He's got you saw when we did Jesus Christ Superstar, didn't you? I did not see when you guys really did Jesus Christ Superstar. before your time. I think it was the year before. I actually didn't get to see many of the things he was in. Wow. Um, I know there was like the uh, the superstars during that era, and I think I, their last year was the year I started. Makes sense. Maybe his was. Because I remember um, something with him and them in it, but not not that. He's good. He's good. Catch the tour. He's he'll be going around. Um, let's be honest. That is certainly not what this fucking column is called. They need to pause or suspend this for a year. Get rid of these comedians. Get rid of these people who don't understand the format, and then hit reset so that we can get back to the the true gold of yeah. one proper format and two I, one of the weirder, stranger things yeah. that come out of this. But go ahead, I let's be honest. Mayim Bialik is mediocre at best as Jeopardy host. There were several other guests who, guest hosts who were much better than her. I'm ticked off that Ken Jennings is not the host! Exclamation point. Yeah, she sucks. Like, she's like a lunatic. Yeah, she's the worst. Yeah, she's absolute trash. We get it. Yeah. Everyone does. Every- oh, everyone does, because totally agree that... Nope. <laughs> totally agree that Mayim Bialik should not be the Jeopardy host, exclamation point. Along with the voice, I cannot stand the head and body jerks. Sincerely hope they realize their mistake, or they will lose viewers. Head and body... Does she do head and body jerks? I haven't watched Jeopardy in a long time. Yeah, of course not, because so, you're not 80. Like, and none of the stuff they did would make me watch it. Yeah, and I certainly so, wouldn't want to watch it being hosted by an anti-vax, like, conspiracy lunatic. So, yeah, no. Alex Trebek wasn't weird in a way I don't remember, right? Um, I mean, he was an asshole. Like, okay. At least that's what, I mean, yeah, my, that's what Mike King said, and he, he was on Jeopardy, so. I mean, yeah, you shouldn't be an asshole. But if that's the worst thing you got going for you in the sea of this other stuff, I guess in the sea of Jeopardy host, he will go down as the the obvious one. Obviously, that was the best. Clearly. I'm ticked off that I started reading another ticked off article and read the word roundabout again. Enough! Exclamation point. Is there a COVID roundabout? Question mark? Maybe I could read about that for the next two years. (laughs) Okay, so I... (laughs) Okay, so I didn't buy your stuff after your first 50 ads. What makes you think I'll buy after number 100, 150, and 200 are the third time in the same 30-minute news segment? Okay, 200 ads in a 30-minute news segment? what Hmm. What are you watching? I mean, it's not the news. That's for damn sure. It's... I don't even know how that's possible, but okay, all right. Are you just watching Infowars? What are we talking about here? <laughs> the motion graphics are confusing them, and they just assume that. Please buy my products. Got some super male vitality. Put on a burger. <laughs> <laughs> this ticks me off every morning driving to work. We have a local radio station that advertises playing the most 80s music of all. However, when I tune in, it's all about politics, exclamation point. So I change the station. Get back to the music. Now I'm very intrigued. This to me, probably one of the most interesting ones. 
Like, who's listening to a radio? Come on. The most 80s music in the whole area. Like, you can put all of the 80s music on your phone. Literally all uh, of yeah. it. Yeah. You can have all of the 80s music on your phone. You have it. Like, you have any of the streaming services, you are tapped into all 80s music. And just go to an 80s channel. There's a billion of them, different types. But you listen to the local news? I mean, like, the local radio, and they start talking about politics? Very strange. Another classic 80s song coming at you in a moment, but first, Joe Biden sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're about to do some Michael Jackson, but uh, first, let's go Brandon. Um, can, you know, can we talk about how stupid the Let's Go Brandon shit is? Like, it's let's not... Let's go Brandon. It's not funny. Like... It's not. Just say fuck Joe Biden. Like, I don't... Like, conservatives are so fucking lame. I can't deal with it. And I got pulled of this fucking Twitter thread because somebody like made the obvious statement that I just made that let's go Brandon is not funny. Like the fact that conservatives are just saying let's go Brandon all the time. It's not funny. Just say fuck Joe Biden. Like what's your deal? Like what's wrong with you? And then like somebody replied, no, you don't understand because this is what happened. And there's, yeah, we all know. We know what happened. We know where it came from. It's still not funny. Like it's not funny. I, I don't understand why people think it's, I mean, amusing, uh, maybe, if you if that's your kind of humor. But to me, I was like, yeah, this isn't funny at all. I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm fine with saying fuck Joe Biden. Like, yeah, fuck Joe Biden. Yeah. It's terrible. Sure. Like, why are we, let's not be cute. Stop being cute. My God. Hasn't done a fucking thing. Essentially acting, I, most of his, like, things are to the right. I mean, he's yeah. not even, like, really a centrist yeah. Democrat, which is already garbage. Yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, literally, yeah. Nothing. I would. Not only will nothing fundamentally change, like, nothing will fundamentally change. If, if he did stuff that was good, then it'd be like, okay, yeah, maybe, okay, I, I understand why you would say fuck Joe Biden, because of your political affiliation and what weird thing you have going on but he's done some good stuff here's a checklist but he hasn't yeah. so fuck joe biden <laughs> yeah like and the only the only good thing he has done is like you know ending the afghanistan war was just because like trump like set that up like and he, he he drug his feet like he ended like he, he strung it out longer than we were originally supposed to but like you know he still did it and i give him credit for that the only good thing he's done but, like, it's not like they can even really be mad about that because, like, Trump was the one that, like, put all that in motion. So what are they mad about? They're getting everything they want. I, I don't I don't know. Mm. It's weird. Well, you know what? I'm so ticked off that bedding manufacturers cannot get it together on standardizing sizes. I've shopped for queen duvet covers and quilts, and they range in size from 88 inches up to 96 inches. Also, too many items are made from microfiber fabric, not cotton. I won't settle for this junk. <laughs> you don't have to. Like, it's... Yeah. Like, I... Have you heard of the internet? You can, like, you can buy whatever you want. And any type of material you want. Yeah. Like, where, where are you going where the sizes of bed sheets aren't, aren't correct? Also, you're talking about a duvet cover. Like, does it matter if it's 88 inches or 96 inches? Get the bigger one. Yeah. Oh, oh, is it? Oh, is it not going to be a snug fit for your duvet? Like, it doesn't have to be. That's the point of it. Oh, there's too much slack in my duvet cover. Who cares? It's eight inches of slack. Like, what's that going to mean? You're not going to notice that. I don't understand. I think you'd notice if the eight inches wasn't there and you went down. I always like to have more 
covering. If I if yeah, I'm but when saying, you like, yeah, you, but you just buy over. buy the bigger duvet cover. Yeah, obviously. So just all, buy the ninety six inch. Like I mean, I get you. It yeah, doesn't have to match. Like if if you know if the duvet is eighty eight inches and you buy the ninety six inch cover, are you going to notice? Is that going to be a problem for your life? No, it's only an improvement. Don't get it. I don't get it. Alex, I'm ticked off. I'm ticked off at the jerks who rang my doorbell Sunday night expecting to trick or treat, exclamation point. My porch hmm. light was off as a clear indication that I no longer recognize this nasty custom. Huh. What a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, don't don't try trick or treating when a door when a door light's not on, because I mean, yeah, poor form. Yeah. But like as an indication, I no longer no longer recognize this nasty custom. So at one point you were okay with trick or treating, but now you've realized it's a nasty custom. What's nasty? What nasty custom? What's what's how so? What does that mean? What happened to you? What happened in your life that you were like, oh, trick or treating's great? Oh wait, no, it's a nasty custom. Too many tricks. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough treats, Brad. Sometimes it's Yeesh. that easy. My question is because it. it it is a rare individual who doesn't understand the etiquette. And even like, because tiny children can't go out without adults. And teenage kids understand, you don't knock on a door that doesn't have a light on on Halloween. So I, I wonder if there was like yard decoration. Like what caused them to do that? Or were they desperate kids? It's like, I guess any house maybe? I mean, there could be lots of reasons. Yeah. But it's how, like, like, let it slide. Yeah. It's fine. I think the thing is just, if it's Halloween night and you get a ring on your doorbell or a knock at your door and you're not giving out candy... Just don't go to the door. Yeah, don't answer it. Like, who's coming to your house? Do you have people coming to your house on Halloween night? Come on, just don't go to the door. You're fine. Yeah. <clears throat> Why still no? Why mm. still no rain checks at the big grocery chain? COVID-19 is always the reason for many, many months. But I don't get the connection. The Florida Attorney General's office says grocery stores are required to offer rain checks on advertised items. But then there are all those loopholes letting the stores off the hook. This is what ticks me off. <laughs> rain checks. I don't fully understand. Is the idea that I can still get the, the deal on this yeah. in a limited quantity, but you've ran out of it? Yeah. I, I don't understand why you would even offer a rain check. It's so dumb. Like... I mean, the idea is, yeah, this thing's on sale. Uh, you came, we, we were sold out of them. You get a rain check and you can come back later and get the same sale. Here's, I don't think you should do that. I, like, it's like, the product's gone. Yeah, <laughs> the sale's I, I, done. Yeah, we, we did our thing. We, we removed product. We did a good job. We sold them. Yeah, I think rain checks are dumb. First of all, I, I think anybody asking for a rain check, lame. Like, just just stop. Um, but also, like... I'll, I assume you're talking about Publix, like, because that's the major cr grocery chain here. And, like, Publix stuff, like, it goes on sale, like, like all the time. Like, it's always the same stuff. Like, it's it's pretty much, like, on a cycle. Like, it's gonna, that same thing is gonna be on sale again, like, in a month or two weeks. Yeah. Like, I don't, what's going on? How much olive that oil is, do you need? What's happening? I, I, I can also see in, like, a before time where, hey, I bought a lot of this, and fuck, I've bought a lot, and it's coming, and I still need to get rid of it. Yeah, I'll make up this thing called a rain check to make sure that that product I overbought on will get sold, because God knows I don't need that many pumpkin cans of pumpkin. Um, but that's in a long, too long ago. Everyone knows what the fuck they're getting now. Yeah. It's all just like a masquerade of these old-timey things that 
I mean, obviously we have supply chain issues now, but at the same time, rain checks are outdated. Fuck rain checks. Yeah, also, like, you can just go to a different store and get the thing. If you need there it you that go. bad, like, if I need, if something was on sale and I wanted it and they didn't have it at one store, I would go to the next store. Because it's there's, like, first of all, there's, like, three publics within a one-mile radius. So, I just go to a different store. They don't. They don't need it though. The, the way the only reason this rain check thing works is on a product that you don't need immediately. So they're just doing this for the deal. Ugh. Which is weird. I mean, all right, I guess. I don't know. Ah, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> Guys, um, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. Um, our time is drawn to a close, sadly. But please, in these high holiday times, don't do a rain check. <laughs> Seriously, it's so lame. <laughs> Just don't even don't even bother with it. I, it let, let us know. I mean, there's a few ways you can do that. Ramjackpodcast.com. There's the website. There's a Facebook group. Uh, we haven't done anything on YouTube in a long time, and there's lots of reasons for that. Uh, but we still have some stuff up there if you want to go watch it. Um, tell us through there. What deal have you gotten on a rain check that's good? Convince us. Have you ever gotten a rain check? Has anyone actually gotten a rain check? We want to know. Did your elven DNA help? Mm. That may be a question you never even thought to ask. Didn't. Let us know both of those things. If you have time, if you if you care in this high holiday time to take a moment for yourself and give back to Ramjack. And friends, uh, just a little bit of helpful advice. No matter how supportive your hat-wearing boyfriend is and uh, how weird your um, friendly uh, sound guy slash camera guy um, is, I think uh, regardless of any of these scenarios or how much elfin DNA you possibly have, uh, main takeaway for this week is going to be... You don't need to be on the to meet any family but especially not the amish family there's a reason why you may have be, become disassociated or never knew about them yeah you guys are from different worlds like you make films and they're amish you have a boyfriend with a hat they've got a creepy secret church like it's you know it's different worlds and you don't necessarily need to meet and mingle many secrets aren't compatible keep your secrets yeah. Don't go. You're tempted. Just don't do it. Who needs a road just don't trip? Do it. Just don't. No. Yeah. Yeah. Just stay home. Just stay, stay home. Stay home. I mean, home's nice. I like home. <laughs>